Hi, this is Kim Shea. Welcome to Pivot and Thrive. It is Wednesday, October 6th, 2021, and today I'm going to speak with Jennifer Harris. She's an author, an international speaker, a certified coach, and the creator of the groundbreaking coaching program, The Divorce Bucket List, which I've never heard of before, so I'm excited to learn more about that. She's got 10 years of coaching experience, and she also has a book, or it's a, it's a program or it's a book, you have a book coming out, right? Okay. Yeah. And then the, the Divorce Bucket List, that is the book. And that's also, is that the name of your program? Yes. So there's a book and then a course is coming out as well. Yep. Okay. That sounds awesome. So um, you're also a certified confidence and transformation, transformation divorce coach. And you have left survival mode, which I'm interested to hear more about as well. And so you've got your, your book coming out. And um, so please tell us about yourself. Welcome to the podcast and tell us about your background. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. And I look forward to hopefully helping some of your listeners. So uh, like, like Kim said, I am Jen Harris. And I came from a really, really small town. The place I grew up in is right outside of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. It's called Littlestown. And while it's not called Littlestown because it's little, while I was growing up there, there was only one stoplight. And we didn't even have a McDonald's until I graduated high school. So it is little, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I uh, went to Westchester university and got my degrees in business management and finance. I stayed in the area afterwards where I met my now ex-husband and went into banking. Shortly after that, I became a business coach. And during that time period, my now ex-husband and I started going through a pretty tumultuous divorce. And while I was going through it, I ended up nearly taking my own life towards the beginning of the process. Yeah, I um, was at my parents' pool and I decided to hold my breath underwater thinking that for some odd reason in my head that would solve all of the problems because I didn't think I could face what was happening anymore. Mm -hmm. So after that, I went on, I got some help uh, and I decided to turn my experience into being able to help other people. So I got some training and I accidentally created as I was going through everything, this program that I've now helped many other people get through their divorce with, which is a divorce bucket list. And I used kind of a mixture of the certification that I got in the transformation and confidence coaching mixed with my experience from business coaching to create this and basically create this whole new program. And I started going through it. And what I found is as I went through this divorce bucket list that I was doing, things just completely changed. I started rebuilding, I started healing, and I started thriving again in life. And so at the end of kind of implementing that into my life, I found myself speaking on a stage in London to thousands of people sharing my story, which was really wow. amazing, dream come true. And they told me, Jen, you have got to share the story to more people to touch more lives. So that's what I'm doing. That's why I wrote the book. And that's why I'm coaching other people through it as well. Wow, that's amazing. So tell us, because I know you help people get organized, right? So how can people get organized to get the results they're looking for during divorce? And and I just want to make it clear, I know it's divorce happens at all stages. And a lot of times as people are approaching middle age or approaching retirement or an empty nest, 
things change and all of a sudden people find out they just have different goals in mind, different visions and, or they find they don't have as much in common anymore. So it's not uncommon to decide at this point in your life to visit the concept of divorce. So how do you help people get organized if that's something they've decided to move forward with? Yeah. And you're, you are absolutely correct, Kim. It's not uncommon at all, unfortunately, that as people approach that stage of life, that things change so much that people grow apart or maybe the kids have moved out. So everything they've been holding inside is coming out. And so definitely a lot of people I work with are at that stage of life. So to get organized going into a divorce, really what I help people with is to identify what their goals are for it. Because if you think about it, you can't really just jump in a car and get to a destination. You have to know where you're going and how to get there. So I help people figure out you know, where they're going and how to get there. So my advice for people that are going through a divorce in order to get organized is sit down and document, document, document. So what do you want out of the divorce? What are your goals for it? Obviously, at this stage of life, there's probably not too much around custody issues involved, but there's probably a lot involved around asset division and financial situations. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So sit down and create your budget. Figure out what do you need to do to move forward from this probably dual or more income household to now a most likely single income household where the bills really haven't decreased that much, right? Just because you went, you decreased income. So you figure that Mm -hmm. out, you figure out what you want out of the situation, and then you come up with an action plan on how you're going to get it and stay organized. Uh, A lot of times I tell people, go get a binder. And some people like computers better. Some people like digital files. Some people like paper. So if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're a paper person, go get a binder and everything you can think of related to finances, statements, documentation of any events that have happened, just start building that binder as thick as you can. And if you like digital files, then create a folder on your computer. So wherever that might be, you know, just start compiling like you're putting together a research paper. Okay. And so those are all really good points because income is a big issue. Income is a problem for a lot of people because they've been planning on that income, the retirement income, and they may not even think that they were going to be working at that point. And sometimes when you divide the assets, now all of a sudden it's very necessary that you have to keep working. So uh, does that come into part of the planning then? Yeah, definitely. Because when you are taking all of these assets and throwing them up in the air, you don't really know where everything's going to land until you Mm -hmm. get through it. So it's best to kind of prepare for worst case scenario. And so there's actually a tool that I have out there that people can use. It's a divorce planning worksheet for a budget. And the ideal way, you can do this without the worksheet. You can just do it on paper. But what you want to do to figure that out is you want to write down and record all of your current expenses compared to your current income. Meaning if you're going through a split or a separation or a divorce is what I mean by a split, don't include their income anymore. So now look at your income and then look at, write down what all of your expenses are going to be. Now that worksheet I'm talking about, it just has all the categories so you don't forget anything, but you're going to write this down and then 
you're going to figure out, okay, the total of my expenses is that less or more than my income by myself. And if it's less then good, you're on a good track. And if it's more than which it normally is, because you're so used to having this shared financial responsibility. So if it's, if your expenses are more than your income, you need to figure some things out, right? So you have two options here. You can either decrease your expenses or increase your income. And if you want to decrease your expenses, you can start by looking at every single line item and saying, okay, is this a non-negotiable or is it something that I could get rid of or maybe just decrease the amount of? And you're kind of, kind of go line by line and create a new budget plan off of that. Or you could also, well, this is not really or, it's an and or. You can do that and then you can either also do this or just do this, you know, supplement your income. And we live in this crazy digital age where there are so many ways to do that. So simply just educating yourself and finding ways to do that that align with your strengths is something that that you can step into and look at, even if you're at that retirement phase of life. Yeah, and it can be tough, um, especially if you've been out of the work environment, because sometimes one person will have been working, the other person's staying home. And so it can be tough to get back in. So finding ways to get back into earning income can be challenging. But if you can get creative about it and find a way to go entrepreneurial and make your own living doing something that works best for you, you have to be creative sometimes when you're when you're at this stage in your life. So tell us about the bucket list. What does that entail exactly? So this is really exciting. This is I I I light up when I talk about the bucket list because it literally changed everything for me. So the bucket list is it's a little, it's going to look different for everyone, right? But okay. in the actual program and also in the book, there is kind of a skeleton given that has different categories and different mind jogging activities that you can use to create your list. So everyone's is going to look different depending on what they discover as they're going through the rediscovery phase of the divorce bucket list program. But what happens is you go through this phase where you do some reflection, you do a little bit of self reflection and figure out, all right, I'm being given this opportunity, I might not have wanted it, I might not have wanted this divorce. But here I am looking at a blank page. What am I going to write on the page for the rest of my life now? Because I have this opportunity to do that. And while you're doing that, you're also giving yourself with this divorce bucket list, something to focus on so that you're not focusing on the self-sabotaging behaviors and the the negative traumatic experiences that come along with going through a separation or divorce. So it kind of works twofold that way. But what happens is you go through this self-reflection and you discover and figure out based on prompts, what you want on your list. What does your next your new ideal life look like. And then that's what's going on this list. So for me, that looked like uh, I had always been a runner, but I never ran a race. So a 5k, a half marathon, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, because of the prompts, one of them is do something out of your comfort zone, do something you've always wanted to do, but never did. And that was it. I've always wanted to run a race, but I always talked myself out of it. You know, like you get in your head and you're like, oh, there's a reason I shouldn't do this. Yeah. But 
but I, I talked myself into it this time because I put it on my list and it was a non-negotiable and I ended up running a half marathon, even though I put 5k on my (laughs) list, I put 5k, I don't know how it happened. Uh, but you know, like the way that I felt when I finished that, I felt that I have chills right now. It's just goosebumps, Mm. but I felt like I was running into a new future. It was, it was so figurative and literal at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, um, oh, thank you. Uh, another thing on the list, it doesn't have to be that crazy. So some of the other things that end up on lists are reconnecting to people that you may have lost touch with. Sometimes that's a family Mm -hmm. member, a friend. So, you know, there were things on my list, like, you know, cause I'm a little younger. So it was like, go on a, a girl's weekend. Cause I hadn't done that mm-hmm. since I got married. You know, you, we had yeah. young kids and yeah. So there was that, there was also, you know, just take my grandparents on a date, just little things like oh, that too. Fun. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So there's all kinds of stuff from little things that evolve around all these different categories from, you know, reconnecting to, rebuilding and healing to actual dreams and desires in life. I think that's really smart. I know when I was divorced, one of the little things was that I knew my husband would be moving out. So I was going to get new bedding. That was just a thing I was looking forward to was having new bedding on the bed. And then one was going to go get a job and start a new life that way. So it is fun if you're in a tough time to be looking forward to something because then you're kind of, you're in a little way, taking a negative thing and making it a positive where there's potential. And like you said, looking at it as an opportunity, even if you didn't want it, I'm sure that helps a little bit to help you get through it. Yeah, definitely. And it's sometimes just the little things, like you said, like new bedding. It was it was a representation of you making that change and moving on as an individual. Yeah, it's just it was something something comforting, I guess. So, yeah. Um, so then you talk about, um, for you that you used mindfulness to get through this as well. So how, how did that come into play for you? So mindfulness is a huge part of my everyday life now, since I started going through the divorce. And, you know, after that part where I spoke about how I nearly took my own life. When I went and got counseling and coaching and mentorship, that's when I was really truly introduced into a lot of heavy mindfulness. And so it's really changed my life. So what happens is as people start creating their divorce bucket list, often they create all these things and it's exciting at first, right? Like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. But then that excitement dies off. And in order to keep moving forward, keep yourself out of that frozen, hopeless, fearful state, you have to be doing your mind exercises. It's just like that washboard stomach we all want. You can't go to the gym on Monday and then not go again for a month and have a flat stomach. It just doesn't work that way. You have to keep repeating it habitually. And so the same thing happens. Just making a list isn't going to do anything for you. You have to make a list and then you have to do the work to keep your mind in the right place, to stay motivated, to keep taking action towards doing the list. So mindfulness helps with that in terms of being those exercises for you. So two two ways that I practice mindfulness or my two favorite, I'd say, are affirmations and gratitude. 
And for anyone that's mm. listening and, and may not be sure what those are, affirmations are statements that you're telling your brain basically to train yourself to think a certain thing about yourself and or to speak it into existence as if it's already happened. But it's not magic, it's brain science. So our brains, they, you know, you see a million things every day, but you don't notice everything you look at. Your brain doesn't actually process every single thing. So what we're doing is by saying these affirmations, we're opening up that filter to let the things in that are going to reinforce what we're saying. So an example of an affirmation might be, I am strong and thriving on the other side of my divorce. And so you kind of brainwash yourself to think this so that it actually starts happening, but you're brainwashing in a positive way. And then um, gratitude is, oh, that's one of my favorites too. So gratitude, it's simple. It's just being thankful. But the more that you put energy and focus towards the things that you are grateful for in life, the more you notice those things. Again, brain science. Mm -hmm. But it's a, a really simple way that I do that is just every night before I go to bed, I write down three things that I was grateful for that day. And some days, you know, I'm grateful for a, a candle. Other days, I'm grateful for a hug from my child. Other days, I'm grateful for a new car. You know, it, it, it could be small or big. Right. Oh, I like that. That's such a great practice to get into. It's really a wonderful habit. You should do that even if you're not going through a divorce. It's really good yes. way to live. Yeah, I like that. Those are wonderful ways to stay mindful and to help you because you do need a lot of strength as you're going through it. And it, even if you're the one who wants a divorce, it's still a big change and it's, it just kind of rocks your world. So it's good to find ways to go through it positively. And there are a lot of changes that happen, like you can lose friends or, or uh, you know, they, people choose sides. So and it, that can be yeah. hard. So what, no matter how smooth it seems it's going to be, there are still, there are still challenges with it. So, so that helped you to overcome some of that, right? With the intention, is that what you mean by mindfulness and intention? Are you talking about two different things there? No, that's exactly what I mean. Okay. Okay. That's awesome that you've done that and that you've kept that going. Um, So how did you rediscover and empower yourself after this whole process? What now? Because you're on the other side of it now, right? So how how did that help you? Yeah. So... Because before I just, I'm going to rewind just a second to help everyone understand my answer to this. Before I started my divorce bucket list, I was engaging in some pretty self-sabotaging behavior. Um, In addition to the stuff I've already shared, I was dating way too much and not dating for the right reasons instead of focusing on healing Mm. And I was also drinking too much, not paying attention to myself or my health. It was just very negative and dark place that I was in. And so when my friend and I accidentally decided, we were like, wait, you're focusing on all the wrong things. 
It's time to focus on you and fix what's going on so that you can move forward. Hmm. And I've always, always been a list lover. So my friend knew that. And they were like, we're just going to list five things that you're going to do. And you are not picking up Tinder. And I know that some (laughs) people listening to this may not know what Tinder is. but It's a dating app that you swipe on. Yeah. Um, But they were like, you're not picking up Tinder until you do these five things. And that's how the divorce bucket list started to evolve into what it is now. And so just to know where I came from, I was only able to focus on myself and rediscover myself when I started paying attention to my mindfulness in order Mm -hmm. to do the healthy things that would help me rebuild and heal. And there were a lot of times along the way where it would be five steps forward and three steps back. So I would, I would feel like I was healing and then something would come up in the divorce case because ours took t- over two years because oh, wow. COVID hit in the middle of it. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, it was a couple steps forward, a couple steps back. And the only road that I saw to rediscovery and healing was through doing the work, through doing the work on the things in on my divorce bucket list. And like I said, those were all the things that I had spent time rediscovering I needed to reconnect with or add into my life. And it really was a beautiful journey, even though it was rocky along the way. Mm. That's really wonderful. And so it sounds like you discovered you really have to be whole in order to be able to be with somebody else anyway. So you needed to take that time Absolutely. to work on you. That's really great that you did that. Um, what are some mistakes that you see other people making? Like if they're coming to you, what are you witnessing? So I would say that there are basically three common mistakes that I've noticed okay. along the way. Uh, the first one is a lot of people let their emotions lead the way. Mm, so emotions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's a mistake, but everyone does it. Yes. So, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think anyone can really avoid this mistake. Just be mindful of it so that you can correct it when it starts happening. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, our emotions, whether it's fear, anger, sadness, guilt, whatever, they overcome our logic and rational thinking. And so I know for myself and a lot of people I've talked to and worked with, a lot of the times the, the decisions they make towards the beginning or even middle of their divorce process are based off of emotions. Instead of the logical thinking, it's always hindsight. Oh, I wish I could have gone back and and done this because I didn't do it because I was afraid to. And I encourage people to, the, the only way I see to really help with this mistake is get a strong, strong support system. So that might be friends and family. If you have someone that's going to be tough love on you, then it's friends or family, but it also might be a counselor or even a coach. Okay. And it's someone that's going to be like, if you were playing football, you know, they would be on the sideline making sure that your emotions didn't ruin your game. Mm. It's kind of the same thing Yeah. in that, in that sense. And then uh, the, the second common mistake that I see is having unrealistic or fear-based expectations because we really are fear-based creatures. That's, that's how we've evolved since we were cavemen. And whenever we face uncomfortable situations, we get sucked into fear, especially fear of the unknown, which is exactly what you encounter when you're going through divorce. 
So because of that fear, we sometimes have unrealistic expectations and we focus on what if, what if, what if, instead of what can I control and, and thinking that everything has to either be horrible or come out exactly the way you want it. So I normally advise people to go into divorce with the expectation that it is going to be a journey. It's going to be an up and down journey. You're going to have great days and you're going to have horrible days, but you are going to get through it. So embrace the journey. Just set those expectations. I like that. Thank you. And then the third common mistake is not having a plan for healing and rebuilding. So a lot of the times you hear the words, I want a divorce, or maybe you are the person saying those words, but it took a lot of time and courage to come up with them, right? Once that that ball is started rolling and the momentum comes behind it, it's a whirlwind, right? Like all these things, now you got to figure out this and where am I going to live? And there's this disagreement and it's just, it's just crazy. It's like the Tasmanian devil has come through. So it's easy to just get stuck in do, 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 like just get everything done instead of step back for a second and come up with a plan. How am I going to move forward? How am I going to find myself again? How am I going to rebuild? And how am I going to use this as an opportunity to actually not rebuild and not just survive, but thrive on the other side? And it doesn't take that much time to come up with the plan, you know? Yeah. I like thriving. So that's really great. That's, that's where you should be. That's where you should aim to be. Yeah. Don't let this thing kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is something that you wish you had done differently? Is there anything that you would have done differently? Uh, specifically, there is a lot I wish I would have done differently. <laughs> a lot of it was towards the beginning of the divorce. I would say when I was in that, that dark place that I was in, there were a lot of things that I didn't fight for. So a lot of people listening to this are going to be in different stages of their divorce. And the cool thing is that you can take anything that we are talking about tonight and apply it to any stage that you're in. So you might be just beginning and fighting for what you want. Your desired outcomes might have to do with what you want out of the divorce, what you want for yourself, right? And then as you get all those things and obtain them, then you start focusing on, all right, the divorce is finalized. Now, how do I create my entire ideal new life on my own and heal? And so I did better towards the end of that, not so much at the beginning mm. when it came to fighting for what I wanted. So, you know, I didn't fight for custody of my dog. When I came home from a speaking engagement, I had ta- I had brought my kids with me because it was near my parents' house. Uh, and so my kids stayed with my parents. And I had asked my ex-husband, because at the time, things were still brand new. He had maybe moved out three weeks prior. So he was still kind of coming and going to see the kids. We didn't have anything official in place as far as custody. So I asked him to let the dog out while I was gone. And I came home, and the dog was gone. And the food was gone, and the toys were gone, and the cage was gone. Everything was gone, and the dog was gone. And I did. I called my lawyer. Uh, but I didn't pursue it because at the time I was overwhelmed. We were also starting our custody battle. Mm. We were starting the asset battle 
And I was like, I can't deal with one more thing on top of this. But the truth is, I can. I was just not prepared. I didn't have my correct support system at that time. And I wasn't doing the work on myself I needed to be doing at that time. I lingered for far too long. Mm. Well, I think everyone needs to go through that, the, the, the emotions in the morning. You do. You have to process those. Mm-hmm. But don't linger there. And it's really easy to stay there. And so that was definitely something that I do regret. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's, we all have them. We all have them. And I think for a lot of women in particular, they tend to just not fight as much for assets and fair shares of everything and making sure that they think about their future. I know some people, myself included, figured I can, God, the dog's sleeping back there and having a dream. Sorry about that noise too. Um, the, uh, you, you know, you tend to think you can handle this a lot more easily than you can. And, and, um, or you feel guilt and you figure that's okay. You can have it. Like for you, maybe you can have the dog. It's okay. <laughs> but really, you really have to, you do have to have your head on straight. It's hard to do. So uh, it's, I think this sounds like a really great program to help people remember that you're going to go, th- you're going to go through it. You're going to be okay, but you do have to have your head on straight the whole time. You need to remember what the end game is here. And it's about taking care of yourself too. So I really like this program. How can people find out about it? Where, where can they reach you? So uh, there are two different places that they can go. The first is the book's website, is which you can also find the book on Amazon and other retailers. But there is a website for the book where you can find out more. It's divorcebucketlist.com. And for the actual course for the program, for the course and the actual program, you can find more information on that at divideguide.com. And that one, okay. that divideguide.com, has tons of free resources on there as well. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, well, we'll have these in the show notes so people, in case you didn't get a chance to write it down, you're listening, but we'll have that there for you to click in the show notes and get that going. So um, it sounds like Thank you've you. created a really wonderful tool that for a lot of people, it's just uncharted territory and it's really scary and it's overwhelming. And so to have somebody else who can say, I can follow me, this is the way to go and it's you're going to be okay. I think that's a really nice tool that you've come up with. Thank so you. I yeah, I, oh, of course. Yeah, I have this vision that it's this ripple effect. Like I got through it. I got through something I didn't think I could get through. And if I can show one person that they can do it too, then maybe someone they know sees them get through it and then they're inspired to get through it. And, you know, it just ripples from there. That's kind of my vision with it. I like that. I like that very much. Is there anything else you want us to know or that you want to add? No. I think the only thing is that if if anyone out there is going through a divorce, I understand it's scary, it's overwhelming, it's a dark place. Nobody understands until they actually go through it. You might think you understand, but you don't until you're in it. And I just want you to know that you are going to get through it. And you can use this as an opportunity to truly thrive on the other side and heal and be at peace. So I'm cheering for you. Oh, I like that. Thank you so much, Jen. It was really nice having you on. So I want to remind you, this is Jen Harris we've been talking to, and you can get uh, information about her divorce bucket list and 
I will have the, the links in the show note. You can click on them, but um, definitely worth checking out if this is something that you're going through. And as she says, you can be in any stage of the divorce process, even if you're just thinking about it. And especially the, uh, the older you are, you really want to make sure you've thought this through because you need to figure out if you're going to be able to support yourself as you're heading into your older age. So you really want to take the time to do your homework and get yourself prepared to go through it because it is a big transition. So thank you, Jen, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pivot and Thrive. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you know anybody who you think would be a great subject for this podcast, please have them contact me. They can go to my website, retirementpurposecoach.com. And at the bottom of that front page, there is a contact section and they can just reach me right there. I'd love to hear from them. I am a certified retirement coach, so if you need any help from me with your retirement so that you have your own success story, you can contact me there as well. I'd like to thank Bokuwa and Wizzy2K for the use of their song, Will You Stay With Me? I have the link to that song in the show notes. Have an excellent rest of your day, whatever it is that you're doing. I hope it's purposeful. You'll enjoy your life so much better if that's your focus. Bye for now.